0: Welcome to it from Dallas, Texas.
1: Yes, I'm at in Dallas, Texas, NRA, Board of Directors meetings. And I can tell you right now that all the Marxists should be on alert because all eyes are focused on New Jersey and New York and their traitorous hands. We have history, text, and tradition on our side, okay? All they have is emotions, lies, and Bloomberg's cash. Amen. And I'll tell you right now... It's not looking good for them, and I have a lot of updates. So, uh, you know, the NRA and the ANGRPC, the state association, we have the one case uh, led by Dan Schmutter, and that is tomorrow. Tomorrow is the um, the, um, the the court case for that. So, Dan Schmutter will be in attendance, and next week's show will have updates. But uh, we had the past week, Friday. We had the Coons case, which is the David Jensen, FPC, CNJFO, NJ2AS, SAF case on sensitive places. Mm. And uh, then we also have New York uh, is under a stir right now because of the uh, Gun Owners of America case with Sotomayor asking uh, New York Second Circuit why they're basically, def- how can they justify defying the Bruin decision? Yeah. So there is a lot going on, and I believe that the politicians, um, they've overplayed their hand. And there's all these articles now, Wall Street Journal, everywhere but the New York Times, obviously about how the politicians basically went into this knowing that they're defying the Supreme Court. Uh, and like I've been saying for years, they're trying to rule by tantrum. Uh, They They don't don't recognize the three branches of government and the balance of power. They don't get what they want. Let's do something illegal, where us on our side, we don't get what we want. We take it back to the courts or the ballot box. Um, they don't, they don't really believe in that and they're trying to wear us down and they're hoping it takes for, for years and years. And you're going to see that in their tactics where they're constantly asking, you know, uh, don't review this now, let it go through the normal legal process, you know, so it's a three to 10 year, um, hump. Up to the Supreme Court again, and then they're hoping that the court will have changed. It won't be six, three, five, four conservative. They're hoping that it'll be, you know, on their side, so to speak, and they can rewrite history. Right. And they and keep uh, playing
0: it out, so in hopes that they can uh, death by a thousand cuts. Uh, the other side runs out of money. Yes. Or zeal. You know,
1: Jay Factor is constantly pitching about how uh, post Bruin now the onus is on the state. To prove mm-hmm. that they're not violating Bruin, where the be- pre-Bruin it was the onus was on us, yeah. the people, yeah. to prove it, and they still haven't gotten the memo, no, Sandy. No, they haven't. No, yeah, or they they're, haven't. They're,
0: they don't care, and they just it. it uh, you know, their their whole M O is we've seen again going back to Loretta Weinberg. The she was really the spokesman for them. They don't care they're going to do what they're going to do and let the courts sort it out. Yep. They don't care how much taxpayer money they spend. Nope. They don't care how much damage they do as long as they get their way. And they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. They just they're just doing it because they can and uh because they want to. But they have no purpose behind them.
1: And I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I've been here I've been sitting in all the legislative and all the legal uh committees. <clears throat> Again, I'm going to uh, knock down any any rumors that the two-way community is not getting along on this because they're they're all communicating with each other. They're all supporting each other. There's no race to see who is going to get there first or who is going to get the win. Yeah. They're all learning from each other. Dan Schmutter was at uh, uh, David Jennings' uh, uh, case the other day. Wow okay Jensen David mm-hmm. Jensen I'm sorry he was at Jensen's case that's why I had a brain fart uh, he was at the the courthouse because he's learning from this and they were talking to each other afterwards because that's the way it's supposed to be yeah. but they're all watching what happens in, in the Second Circuit Third Circuit New York and New Jersey obviously as well as Oregon California and Hawaii but our cases are my major focus here, but they're all watching, they're all learning, they're all developing you know, tact, they're all doing like moot courts and everything, so that they can have their pencils uh, sharpened and be right on point. So uh, you know, this is a, a great time. And again, I, I posted something the other day on uh, uh, on Facebook too. I've never seen so many people energized and engaged, and we all have our way of helping. You know, everybody has different ways of helping financially, a day off from work, uh, whatever it is, volunteering, bringing people to the range, voting, whatever it is. But we have to continue to do this. uh,
0: Applying for FID cards.
1: Yes, you you know FID cards is the is the biggest one I can tell you right now yeah. for our no, for November elections. We're mm-hmm. we're in January now, and November is going to be starting soon. And uh, oh, by the way, on Tuesday, um, if you didn't get into the bullets and bagels uh, for. Uh, assemblyman robert Oth, shame on you because we limited it to 30 people we ended up selling 40 tickets we oversold it <laughs> and uh henry repeating arms donated a gun to be given away yeah, to someone who attended great. yep so if you didn't get in too bad now i heard joe danielson was buying a ticket but he hasn't bought one yet unless somebody bought it for him under a different name
0: uh, there must and have been a rush of sewage
1: and yeah, unless he's thinking as a democratic politician he'll just attend for free and <laughs> we'll, and we'll underwrite the, it
0: there's that too right? look politicians of every of every ilk Always think it's free. If it's free, I'll take three. That, What's that terrible. joke?
1: It's so cold outside. Even the politicians had their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, he's continuing to troll me on um, on social could, media.
0: That's wonderful. He's got nothing to do. I guess. Yeah,
1: he keeps liking my posts and everything. Huh? Assemblyman Joe Danielson likes your comment. So um, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, listen. This is this is how I. He's probably I,
0: not a bad guy. He just is clueless.
1: Yeah, I just, whatever. I, uh, this is a little quote that I formed up uh, thinking about listening to everything that's going on here at the board meetings. The elite's obsession with power has led to the destruction of reality. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Yeah, okay? yeah, I do too. Because they're, they're, yeah. they're not realistic anymore. No, it in, no. in, in includes the media.
0: Re- reality doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, the world is completely upside down in every fashion you want to look at.
1: So uh, to me, this is a big, big deal, you know, that uh, that they just don't want to deal with reality because all they are is on
0: a power bender. Which is good because, you know, we've talked about this over the years, right? There's that 80-year pendulum swing. It swings from the me generation to the we generation. And we've talked about 2023 being the zenith of the we generation. And it is... Uh, strangely playing itself out almost to the T in 2023 where this will be it. It'll begin to swing back the other way. And in a few years, maybe one or two, there's going to be um, an emergence of heroes from the other side, from the from the strong me generation, the, individ- the rugged individualist is mm-hmm. going to come back and talk about, look, w- w- the collective is not what it's all about. Uh, it's going to be really rough. And unfortunately, during the zenith of the we generation, we've and we prepared our audience f- for years for this. It's a very violent, tumultuous time. Yep. And we're seeing it play out. And it's going to play out financially. It's going to play out pretty much in, in the streets. Crime is running rampant everywhere. Nobody's reporting on it. Um, you know, the economy is coming apart at the seams. Nobody's reporting on it even from a healthcare side. Um, reports the other day from the Cleveland Clinic about the not only the ineffectiveness of the vaccine, but the the deleterious effects that the more vaccines you get, the more chances you have of getting COVID-19 and getting very sick from it. They did a study with their own um, with their own employees, fifty-one thousand people, and it was a super controlled study. Wonderful thing. Have you he- heard about it on NBC or CBS or CNN? No. There was no. one guy who published it about it uh, in Britain, and he was forced to take the video down by the BBC by the by the British government. Forced wow. to take the video down, of, and all he did was r- sh- just talk about the findings from Cleveland Clinic scientists and doctors. So every aspect of our lives is being controlled and turned upside down, which is so typical of the zenith of the um of the we generation. It's all about collectivism, communism, that sort of a thing. Sure. So and that's
1: where we are now. Yeah. And uh so so let's let's recap a little bit. So uh, real quick. Um, I want to talk about the New York case, and the New York case is uh, Gun Owners of America. And the, the GOA case, they're asking, they asked the Supreme Court to step in and say this is no good because uh, you know, you guys are uh, defying the Bruin decision in the Second Circuit. Every time the Judge Sedeby sides with Bruin, the Second Circuit turns around and overturns his decision which really sucks, okay? Yeah. So Sotomayor came out and said, you have one week. This is the Ivan Antoniuk case, by the way. So Sotomayor came out and said, you have one week, Second Circuit, to justify why mm. you do it, both sides. So they both put their responses in, and we're waiting now, obviously, for her to make her decision. And, uh, you know, basically, one side's arguing that... uh the Supreme Court should take this right away and of course New York is arguing no leave it with the second circuit who keeps defying the Bruin decision and let it go through the they call it the percolation process by the way (laughs) for you anybody listening under 40 percolation (laughs) all of our parents and grandparents had a coffee pot (laughs) that was a percolator with the clear uh, plastic or glass thing on the top and you waited for the coffee to percolate up obviously some people know percolation from the ground and everything too, but so basically, New York, the Second Circuit is arguing with inciting with New York State and City. Let it percolate for three, five, seven, ten, fifteen years. Yeah, right. Uh, so this is what the argument is. So the Antioch side, GOA, is saying no. this We want immediate relief, and New York is saying leave it alone. It's fine. Six hundred, seven hundred, nine hundred years will be will be okay. And uh, so we're going to see what Sotomayor comes, Sotomayor comes out. Now, remember, if either side is not happy with the decision, they can appeal to any Supreme Court justice they like for, uh, uh, to be reheard. Now, here's the deal. So if Sotomayor rules with the Second Circuit, you know GOA is going to go right for Thomas. Sure. Now, if New York loses, they're going to go right for uh, one of the other liberal justices, like right. uh, Kagan. Yeah. Which which is fine. But either way, we're going to win because either way, it's going to have to be re-reviewed. So it's kind of fast tracking. This is very unprecedented, by the way. This is something that normally does not happen. Normally, the judges, the Supreme Court waits. To see what the imbalances are, so that they have data. Again, they continue to let it per- to percolate for all the local lower courts yeah. until they see what is coming out of it, and then they'll take it and they'll try to fix it.
0: So, if Sotomayor, let's just say Sotomayor rules, right, and she rules in favor of the Second Circuit, and they want to appeal, and they appeal to Justice Thomas. Um, does Thomas's Ruling at that point stand, or does the whole Supreme Court have to? Uh, So you got me there. I don't know. Okay, I've only read it so
1: far to this far. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. So if Thomas he decides to take it, the entire Supreme Court would hear it, but there would not be a case down in D.C. where both sides are arguing on either side. Oh, they would just debate amongst themselves. They would debate amongst themselves, and they would come out with a ruling. Now, here's the other scary thing, because of the elites and you know no reality. Are they going to is New Jersey and New York going to pass another law again, yeah, right, right, and come up with something right. else and
0: you know they will they, I yeah, mean so this is, is this never law. ending yeah yeah they they just and again, they go back to it we go back to the same thing, the mindset, the perfect mindset we had on the radio if we go if you guys go back and listen to the show, uh you'll have to dig through the archives where we had uh Loretta Weinberg on you 'll get an an inside look at the workings of the mind. Of the Democrat Party, in total, but um, is specifically in the state of New Jersey. It, it, it's let's railroad this through the way we want. We throw a hissy fit, like Anthony says, and they they rule by emotion and and tantrum, and they don't care. That's their whole thing, and they they wear us down. But you know, it's worked though, Aunt hasn't it? Yes, yeah, of course it, it, it has. It's worked because our side gets weary and backs away. We see it all the time. In the beginning everybody's, you know, all gun-ho and they want to be there and they come out for the great whatever rally or whatever it is in the beginning and then by the second time 50% of them fall off and then same as the gun permits, right? Everybody wants concealed carry. Oh, I want to be like Wyatt Earp, and they go out there, and everybody gets their gun permits. By the second time around, it's fifty percent off that, and fifty percent off of that. On the third time around, and so on and so forth. They know this. We act the same way all the time, so they know they've got a winning strategy there. Yep. We've yep. got to change our shit, not not them. Well,
1: I've heard a lot here at NRA the past five days. A lot of prominent uh, Republicans and stuff, where they're going to start copying the Democrats with ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots and stuff. Because if you can't beat them, you got to join them.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: And I yeah. think they're all scumbags. I, d- I do too, but we can't. We can't. What are we going to do? No, I know. All right. So I want to get. I want to focus on this. I have a great synopsis. If you're not on Facebook, uh, one of the uh, admins for the. Uh, um, New Jersey Firearms Owners Syndicate, which now has six thousand members, Kurt Lundy went down to Camden on Friday. The poor bastard. A bunch of uh, a bunch of two A Patriots went down to Camden, by the way, because Judge Bumb, who was a uh, Bush forty three appointee, she changed this from a Zoom uh, court to uh, live court. Really? So yes. Yeah, so Schmutter and Jensen and everybody they all drove down there, and it was open to the public, and wow. all electronic devices were off. So Kurt Lundy who went down and he wrote crib notes and then he left the courtroom and he sat in his car for two hours in Camden as it got dark. And he wrote 10 pages and he posted it in his handwriting on New Jersey firearms owner syndicate. And I told him I was going to take it and paraphrase it. And he said, have at it. So I I want I want you to hear this. So on their side, um, they have this uh, Angela Kai. Uh, KAI or CAI. She's the Deputy Solicitor General. She represents Attorney General Matthew Plankton. Plankton, excuse me. And on our side, we have David Jensen, who we all know very well. Remember, we covered Jensen 100 years ago when he went before Judge Walls for uh, Albert Almeida's carry permit in Newark. Yes. So uh, Jensen's another 2A rock star, and he was hired by FPC et al., CNJFO. That's why we support all of these 2A groups. but. So Kurt Lundy says, this is a little rough, but I'll tighten it up later. But he says, uh, the judge enters the courtroom 11 AM, right on time. David Jensen takes his position and Angela Kai takes the stand representing Plankton. So Jensen first starts by discussing the fact that the majority of the country has been able to carry a firearm and obtain permits for years now. Judge Bum uh, from there proceeds to question how standing ties into entertainment venues. Jensen then goes into historical data on being able to bear arms in entertainment venues and public gathering situations. Jensen states that the purpose of his lawsuit is to go after the low-hanging fruit, which is only a select few sensitive locations. He wants to open up enough sensitive places to allow people to at least function with a firearm during their normal daily lives. You hear that, Joe Danielson? Yeah. Remember, you can't tell us where we can carry. You can only tell us where Where, where we can't can't carry. Idiot. The judge then asked whether the plaintiffs would actually get charged if they happened to bring a firearm into these said sensitive locations. Jensen goes on to say that under this law, you would be an instant felon of the third degree if a firearm is brought into one of these locations, including carrying in your own vehicle.
0: Oh My God.
1: Jensen doesn't believe that people should be at the risk of getting a felony in order to exercise their right or to show standing. So then Angela Kai starts off by disagreeing with Jensen and proceeds to tell the judge that she doesn't think that any relief should be granted to the plaintiffs our law-abiding citizens until the entire court process is finished, okay? Again, wear us down. <laughs> the judge questions this and says that you do know this could take years, right? And Kai says, yeah, months to years. The judge disagrees with that statement. Kai mentions that she doesn't believe the court should make a rushed decision on this matter. The judge shuts her down and lets her know that herself and the courts are able to make proper decisions and we don't rush anything. Oof. Wow. Kai goes on to say that it is the plaintiff. Camden County? No, it's but it's a federal judge. It's oh, an appellate okay. judge. Right. Yeah. Kai goes on to say that it's the plaintiff's responsibility to show standing, not the state. Throughout this discussion, the judge outright says she thinks that the amount of sensitive place restrictions are so broad that it effectively eliminates the right to carry. You hear that, Joe Danielson? Kai questions the eminence of injury in regards to the plaintiffs. She speaks on how the plaintiffs don't say that they will ever revisit any of these locations, and they describe in the briefing with their firearm, which is ridiculous. Then she goes on to say that in order to show standing, plaintiffs need to have painted a concrete plan of sensitive locations they're going to visit, especially in the next 30 days, if a TRO is expected to be granted. So again, the AG's office is trying to buy time, Yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, So we know that they they don't want us to carry it all. And of course, it's a class three felony because they want to scare us. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Kai honestly believes that no one will call the cops if they find you on their property with a firearm. So she's saying it's up to the cops. You know, nobody's going to call the cops if they see you on a private property. So you're not going to get charged with a class three felony. So the law should stay the oh, way oh, it is. Oh, so
0: she, we should just ch- trust that.
1: We have to trust it, so we can bring a copy of this brief with yeah. us oh, yeah. and show she, it.
0: She, she, she said you you wouldn't notice me.
1: And then she says, Kai says, we should leave it alone because the law has just been enacted and we should see how it plays out before we make any changes. And how many
0: lives need to be scattered and ruined?
1: So Jensen's response was that <clears throat> this law has just been enacted. It's almost impossible to show current data or convictions in sensitive right. places. Right. He again states that you shouldn't have to be arrested or risk becoming a felony just to be proving the point of standing. These aren't minor infractions like five mile an hour speeding ticket that comes with a $50 fine. These are felony offenses
0: that we're talking about. You see, they don't care about no. our lives. No, they don't. They want, they don't care. Tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees just to defend you. If you lose, you, you could lose your job. You could lose everything. You could, you could lose your right forever to possess a firearm simply by con- being convicted of that and lose your freedom simply you know, because you're <clears throat> a law abiding citizen that they don't like. Yeah, and then Jensen
1: goes on to say that, you know, it bars, uh, you can't go to a restaurant where alcohol is served and all of these privately and publicly entertainment facilities. And, you know, he starts off with the framework of Bruin and that the government bears the burden Great. to show standing of the law. Yes, Judge Bum says that she agrees with SCOTUS and the Bruin decision that sensitive places shouldn't be so expansive.
0: Boom. Yeah. Okay? You know, I mean— it- that's absolutely the proper way. I mean, they're trying to turn it upside down, put it to play. point. Imagine if they did this with any other right. Like the First Amendment, your right to practice religion or speak freely. If they said, oh, no, you can't practice your religion only in your home uh, or only in this particular square foot of in the Pine Barrens. How well would that play with the, with the public? Correct.
1: So, so again, here here we are where they're you know they're trying to play this out. Now, the AG Plankton, he's trying really hard to enjoin these two cases. Yeah. Because yeah. Judge Williams, who ANRPC NRA got, is a, a Biden appointee and a liberal, so sh- they would like to enjoin these cases. But these cases, they're not even going to think about enjoining them. Neither is Judge Bum until the other case is heard too. Okay. And maybe they'll enjoin them and give them both to Judge Bum instead of enjoining them and giving them to Judge Williams as Plankton wants. Yeah. So listen to this. So Judge Bum questions whether the state has uh as outright Uh, to turn right to carry on its head. She goes on to ask, why does the state uh, feel the need to communicate that property owners must give express consent in order for someone to carry a firearm on a private property? Forcing a property owner to express that their property is unprotected doesn't seem right. At what point does a firearm owner know if they have expressed consent? If approaching someone's home, is it at the beginning of the driveway, the top of the driveway, or at the front door? Either way, the moment you step foot on that property, you're a felon until you find out, oh, I like her. She then goes on to say that the state hasn't given any presumption to carry. She goes on to say that the state would be making a criminal out of every Person who doesn't know that they even have consent yet. The law says verbal consent uh, uh, not, cannot define a, a sign being posted. Judge Bum says that the state has made the imminent fear of prosecution so great that people will just leave their firearms at home. Bingo! Yep. Yep. Bingo! Yep. And that's a desired effect. Correct. She questions Kai on whether people are supposed to read someone's mind. Oh my god, could you imagine this? Okay. Wow. So, uh again the they go on to doing their job. Yeah, but we'll see what happens because yeah. you know the state is going to appeal it. Oh, of course. You know it's going to go to the third circuit, you know. Uh so Jensen made some parallels to gay people. He uh, really nailed down. Jensen asked the question that if legislation drafted a bill that banned gay or people of color from private property, would we really be even standing here right now? Right. It wouldn't even be a question how fast the bill would get thrown out. It was a complete mic drop, and the judge and Kai were left speechless.
0: It's absolutely true. That was, and again, that's why he's a rock star. You know
1: yeah i love david uh so then now angela kai brings up traveling specifically a longer journey judge a bum eventually stops her and says do you agree that self-defense is a core fundamental right of the second amendment <laughs> 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 uh, lawyer kai says oh, yes wow the judge counters by saying that that if that's the case. Then how is one supposed to defend themselves if their firearm is disassembled and unloaded in the trunk of their car? So then, uh, the lawyer Logic. Kai, the lawyer Kai brought. Uh, she
0: could barely answer the question, but immediately brought up road rage the argument. Oh, car. Jesus Christ! And I mean, thirty-seven states. Uh, how how often do you see road rage play? When everyone knows that everyone else... 43 states now. 43 states, right, right. <laughs> I'm back in the old days. But when everyone knows that everyone else is just, just assuming that the other person is armed. An armed society is a polite society. You don't have road rage when there could be someone who could shoot back at you. mundo. So Judge
1: Boom Baum says... What if I start my day going to my cousin's house? My cousin gives me express permission to carry on the property, so I do. When I leave, I unholster, unload my firearm, lock it back in a box. Then I need to go stop at Walmart to pick up something. I walk up to the front door. Walmart has a sign that says no open carry. So I guess that means I can conceal carry. I walk back to my car to reassemble my firearm in public, potentially brandishing my weapon. Boy, Joe Danielson, you did a good job with this bill. Let me tell you something. I entered the Walmart to get what I need to get. I leave the Walmart, go back to my car, and I have to unholster and disarm, disarm my firearm again. The point the judge was making was to show the ridiculousness of the back and forth arming and disarming throughout a normal person's day. In now, think public. about this, Sandy. There is not one Marxist idiot in Trenton that was dumb and did this out of stupidity. Yeah. They all did this premeditated. knowing that it was ridiculous and illegal what they did. Every one of them should be tried for treason, yet most of them will be reelected and also move on to higher office. Of course they will and get, oh, another double dip job. Correct. The judge then goes on to ask Kai, does this sound like the right to self-defense to you? Kai stumbles. No answer. (laughs) The judge moves on. The judge questions again, where is the historical tradition legislators claim they have adhered to when passing their bill? Why aren't they here before me? Kai makes more excuses on why the data isn't present that they know they
0: they can't materialize it. They don't have. Right. Okay. And the data that they do have from other states that set precedent for years and years and years contradicts every premise that they're operating on.
1: So then the judge goes on to the irreparable harm explanation. The provisions of this law, in essence, listen to this. Murphy Danielson Plankton, who you're a lawyer, listen to this. The provisions of this law, in essence, deprive citizens of the right to self-defense because they have to leave their firearm at home. Why does it seem like the state is giving more power to the First Amendment than the Second Amendment? She goes on to say that a First Amendment violation is considered irreparable harm. Jensen says that if someone is in the process of being robbed in a vehicle, that they wouldn't have time to get a, a you know, to get their firearm unloaded in the trunk of their car with the ammo separate. Okay. So, my, um. Uh so basically, Dan Schmutter and uh, and everybody talked after the case, and they felt very good about the case. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to take about a week before Judge Bum comes up with her decision. Obviously, the state will appeal it in a minute, but she could issue a TRO saying that why this is going through the legal process— uh, we, we will be able to carry the sen- in sensitive places, what they deem sensitive places. Now, immediately the state will uh, appeal to the Third Circuit. Now, hopefully we will get a better um, decision with the Third Circuit than the GOA has been getting in the Second Circuit where they constantly kept overturning the uh, TRO. Mm. So we'll, we'll see what happens, obviously, on that. Um, Sandy, I just want to thank Kurt Lundy and everybody else who went down there and did this. Uh, what a, what a phenomenal job, you know? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was home, I would have probably went down to Camden to do it. And, uh, again, I want to thank everybody. You know, I'm still considered a heavy lifter. Uh, I don't go too much to the, uh, to testimonies in the court and stuff. Uh, obviously running a business gun store and I've had some, uh, health issues (laughs) the past, uh, couple of uh months since i uh, April with like because Sandy had afib so I got jealous so I had to get <laughs> afib too um, and between taking different drugs and wearing monitors and twenty four seven and everything it's it's been an interesting ride but I'm feeling a lot better but I'm glad I got to come out to Dallas and uh, do the whole nRA thing and learn so much for all of us that we are going to uh, we're gonna win this thing uh, uh, Judge uh Joshua Santiago said the 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 uh, the judge had a question. She said if I am a, against guns and I post a sign that says I do not allow guns, wouldn't that give criminals the opportunity to enter into my home knowing that I'm against <laughs> guns and there's a possibility that I don't have a gun? Again logic. <laughs> uh again though they you know, I just hope I hope Murphy his I hope his teeth straightened out a little bit. Um, after reading this, but it was obvious, as my buddy Fred uh, uh, XD45Auto said, sounds like the state was totally unprepared today in the courtroom violating our civil rights, uh, and we should expect a TRO right away. Government violence at its finest. It's so true, man. They they really, really hate us. But, you know, again— they were thinking this was going to take tons of years and they were going to drag us into the mud again, but we might be on a faster pace than people think. And, uh, maybe this time the Supreme court, like I said, they won't let Kavanaugh and, uh, everybody else, uh, write these little things where it's okay to have a little bit of training. It's okay. to Have a little bit of sense of places. Maybe we're just going to have to say the second amendment and the first amendment, or you just can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yeah.
0: Right. Are we ready to take a break? We are. And, uh, it's interesting, too. I wonder why they sent their B team to this. Does that send some sort of a signal? I don't line? know
1: if she's her B, She's the B team. The oh. AG's not going to go. Yeah. They had to send somebody who goes into, uh, obviously, who's gone into court before. I don't know if Plankin's ever been in a trial. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. could just yeah. be a, a pointed political hack, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it is New Jersey, so maybe he's really just a licensed plumber. Look up the Peter Principle, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) 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 Or as we used to say in the public health service, shit floats, uh, meaning that only the shit gets promoted. Correct. So look up Peter Principle. Okay.
1: Okay. So Marty's been dropping off a lot of Marty's V burgers nice. lately, uh, to the range. And a lot of my people are becoming vegan. They didn't even know it. <laughs> so Marty's V burger, Marty's V burger dot com. Louis Leibowitz, aka Luigi. He tries to copy me on this ad all the time. So Louie, I'm going to change it a little bit. <clears throat> Marty's V burger, Marty's V burger dot com. Marty's V burger has opened a pickup location in Queens. The kitchen is located in Sunnyside, Long Island city on 45-05 Skillman Ev and all the usual del- delivery platforms are available. Mention Gun for Hire or Gun for Hire Radio for 20% off. Marty's Excuse me, if you live in New York, TAC Defense, nytachdefense.com for $35 a month. It's a legal defense fund. Mention Gun for Hire for your discount. Uh Peter Tillum is the two A rock star in New York. If you live in the 49 other states, U.S. Law Shield, again, it is not liability insurance. That doesn't take effect until July, and we're fighting it in all of these cases, by the way. But U.S. Law Shield used gun for hire, one word as a code, for 10% off. Uh in two Sundays on one fifteen next Sunday, 15, 1 to 4 p.m. at the Clifton Masonic Lodge on Van Houten Ave in Clifton, Evan Knappen and myself will be there. There was 70 or 80 seats of the 150 sold out already. It is free for U.S. Law Shield members. $10 if you're not a member. I mean, where are you going to get access to Evan Knappen for free or for 10 bucks? And me, too. I might even give you a dirty look if you show up.
0: For another 10 bucks.
1: Yes. Decoding Firearms is back available in the range. We got a couple hundred books from John Petrolino. It's in the range and the gun store. Decoding Firearms is also available on uh, Amazon and Kindle. Remember the quarantine crawl. Not a week goes by where people don't ask me, do you have a 2A doctor? Do you have a this? Do you have a that? Why are you bothering me? Quarantinecrawl.com. Bookmark it and leave it on the home screen of your mobile device, bitches. Quarantinecrawl.com. Over 360 pro 2A product businesses and services. My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Dr. Joseph Sambatero is the man for a few hundred dollars a month, concierge medicine available 24-7 for you and your family. No more stinky, dirty, germy offices, no more waiting in line, <laughs> etc. No more nasty receptionist. Text the doc, doc, I have a rectal itch a minute later. He's prescribing you itch cream. <laughs> that's
0: got go, to be the best commercial I've ever heard.
1: Yes. You go pick <laughs> it up and it's done. Optimal <laughs> Health Wellness NJ. My man. Rental itch. Itch. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club. Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members between 12 and 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small board air rifle competition lakeis.org If you are in Scotch Plains go to uh, Zen Float Center. Ask for Sharon Decker ZenFloatCenter.com If you're in Monmouth County, go to Aberdeen Guns and ask for John the owner. Pick up a copy of Crime Proof while you're there. Support those who support you. Sandy, tell us a little bit about Guiding Rain's before I get into uh, second part of the show, please. Guiding
0: Range is an equine therapy organization that provides therapy to veterans who are suffering from, or veterans or first responders who are suffering from uh, anything: post stroke, uh, traumatic brain or uh, injuries, uh, PTSD, any type of physical or emotional rehabilitation, and they do a magnificent job uh, using the horses for therapy and uh, everyone who has been participating in the program just absolutely loves it. The only problem is they've run out of money because the uh, Veterans Administration has been cut to the bone by Jumpin' Joe Biden, uh, a.k.a. Puddin' Pop, and um, there is no money. So they're completely dependent upon uh, those of us, especially veterans, who care about other veterans, uh, to maybe just give 5 or $10 dollars uh, a, a month that maybe support them because horses eat a lot and the trainers do have to get paid. So um, please, I'm appealing to you. Go to Guiding Reins, R-E-I-N-S, like the reins of a horse and check out what they're doing. If you like what you see, please uh, open your heart and donate a couple of bucks. So, you,
1: yes, please. So I'm on Twitter and my Twitter handle is Calandro2A. Number Calandro2A. Get a lot of responses. I got this one from Storm Duke at Storm Duke. Love listening to the podcast filled with a lot of great info pro tip regarding emergency water to keep in the car since it 's winter. Keep the water bottles upside down so in the event it starts to freeze when you open the bottle, the frozen section will be at the bottom. I never even thought of that yeah that sh- that'll be in uh, nice. that should be in my next book That's, like that 's bravo storm duke i I really like that. See how we help each other out here. Uh, All right, so I want to talk about the ANGRPC lawsuit now, which is going to be heard tomorrow uh, on Monday. So I want to wish Dan Schmutter and everybody ready. Uh, By the way, uh, Scott Bach was not at the board meetings uh, this week because him and Dan and everybody else, all of our two A-Eagles and a few NRA attorneys, have been plotting and planning for tomorrow. Yeah. To make sure Dan has all the answers and all the responses in a cohesive way, and I can't wait to see who the state sends. Will it be Angela Kai again? I don't. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. But uh, we'll get the transcript for that, and we'll go over it play by play next week as well too. And by the way, Judge Bum, it's it's going to take a little while. Like everybody's posting, is there a response yet? Did she make her decision? Judges have to be careful because whatever her decision is, it sets precedent. They just can't come out with an I agree or disagree. They have to go through it step by step because it's going to be used in additional court battles forever. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, and it'll see on what grounds. So it looks like Judge Bum is going to side with uh, the gents, side but our side, you know, FPC. It'll be interesting to see what the grounds for appeal will be for New Jersey. What? How are they going to say the judge got it wrong that the Third Circuit should step in yeah, on an appeal? Uh, exactly. But But Dan... Schmutter, you know they're fighting. They don't want the cases enjoined at this point, and they're and they're they're fighting to get our case. Uh, obviously, um, you know we want a TRO. We want to immediately halt implementation of the law while the case proceeds. So both of these cases, two different judges. We want to halt the law. It'll be interesting because if Dan gets all of our law halted, then we go back to you know systems normal until it sorts out. But the judge could come back and say, well, I'm going to halt this, 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 that. And again, it gets confusing all the time, as if Carrie in New Jersey wasn't confusing enough. That's one of the reasons why you have to stay engaged. You have to support those who support you. That's why you get a guy like Kurt Lundy going down and and doing what he did. It's just a phenomenal job so that we understand what's going on. I still have people walking in the range that do not know. The uh, three years and two months ago, we switched to ten round magazines in New Jersey. Mm. I have people walking in the range that do not know we have, cap, you know, permit to carry in New Jersey. They do not know, or I have people coming in. They do not even know that there's cases. So, uh, so uh, Murphy signed this thing. What are we going to do? What is the NRA going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I get this gonna, all you, the time. What have you done? Yeah, and and it's it you know. <laughs> Oh. I used to get disheartened by it now I just I kind of find it comical,
0: yeah, I know we used to really get all upset over this sort of a thing, but now it's just like ridiculous, yeah, you know it was it was a sheeple mentality. remember when the mag band came in uh, and it was even just being discussed, people were dropping off magazines on your front door <laughs> remember that, oh, that three God. years ago yeah, my God. We were coming in in the morning, and in front of the range
1: door, there was 15-round, 12-round, 14-round magazines. So we ridiculous. became a depository for right.
0: them. Yeah, without even a law being enacted.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I want to give you, you know, we, we know our country is uh, overrun with state-run media. That's why you have to listen to any, you know, alternate media that you can possibly get your hands on. That's why they throttle social media so much. That's why yeah. the FBI has an 80-person team throttling Twitter. Yeah. 80, for, 80, <laughs> 80 agents just on Twitter. We don't know how many are on Facebook, Google, right. or Amazon or anything else. And when I say Amazon, because of the Washington Post or whatever, but, uh, 80 people, 80 agents that should be out on the field catching pedophiles and terrorists no. that are hacking cops in Times We're Square. Of t- course, the, the, the cop in Times Square. He was on the FBI terrorist watch list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, they're too busy protecting uh, the Biden uh, cr- crime family. So,
1: well, they're, they're protecting the uh, the political class in D.C., yeah, which tends true. to be majority of Democrats. Yeah. Biden will come and go; they'll still be doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so, <laughs> the uh, the Star Ledger editorial board—they don't even have the stones to put a name on who wrote the article. They published an article, the Second Amendment is a curse. Oh, God. So, you know, they work directly for Phil Murphy, just like Daniel Sin and all the other politicians. You know, there's no more balance of power. There's no more balance or three branches of government. It's really a shame how a Goldman Sachs guy with the bad hair plugs and horrible teeth could move from Massachusetts and basically get the media – and all of the Marxist legislators to take a knee like none of them have any individualism anymore. It it really is amazing. bribery.
0: New Jersey is the most corrupt
1: state. You you sell your soul for a promise of this or a promise of that. You sell out your people. You sell out your constitution. Exactly. They don't It's horrible. Look in the mirror ladies and gentlemen down in Trenton. Look in the mirror. You all in solidarity voted for this carry bill to, to And you all knew it was unconstitutional. I don't know what you were promised, but you have to look yourself and your wife and your kids and your family in the mirror. Anyone Doesn't matter who's that, veterans They're, they're exempted
0: from all this shit. And swore an oath. They're exempted. They and their cronies are exempted from all of this. So they can carry, like uh, uh, Danielson, He's, he, he can carry just fine. Because who's going to you know, arrest the shit sorter. Nobody's going to do that. And, and what bothers me is how New Jersey voters, especially gun owners, uh, can continue to vote for these people based on ludicrous ide- ideology.
1: So... I guess they're planting this, the ledger, like, you know, uh, I guess Murphy yes, and his people said, you need to run this article because yeah. the, the court cases are coming up right. and we need mm-hmm. to win. And the We're and, just, you know. we're
0: fighting against the all odds of evil.
1: Yes. So John Petrolino wrote a great article for Bearing Arms because fortunately for us, he's from New Jersey. Yep. And he's going through the carry permit process right. and he's a prolific writer. And he, he, he he it's funny, just like me, he goes, the editorial board, instead of being a source of salient information, it rather served as some sort of catharsis for the emotionally stunted progressives in charge that just can't handle civil liberties.
0: Spoken like a true guinea. <laughs>
1: He wrote, the editorial board put this together. Not one brave enough soul could put their name on it. Or was it something fed to them? Ah, That's what I think. It was fed to them. Some hack in Trenton uh, working for Murphy wrote this.
0: Probably the same hacks that write most of the uh, scientific data uh, regarding uh, to COVID and vaccines. I'm just saying. It could be. I don't know. I don't know for sure.
1: He wrote, the first big glaring issue with the editorial board opinion is that they came to the table ill-equipped to discuss the topic. These writers do not know what they are talking about, not even a little. If the jackals that work for NJ.com or any media source for that matter ever need some help in understanding the material, they're trying to write about their con- concerning firearms at the Second Amendment, Track down, track me down. It's not very hard and ask questions or find another adult in the room to help you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's usually the one holding
1: the box of credits yeah <laughs> the the staff starts out asking a question that many new jersey permit to carry holders have been asking for months actually the gun owners even asked assemblyman joe danielson the alleged author of the new carry bill <laughs> I, I don't know why the staff did not add, reach out to danielson office to ask them what they asked either <clears throat> they wrote As we ring in 2023 and resolve to improve our health, let us not forget, even in blue jersey, we're still squabbling over where exactly you can roll up with a Glock tucked in your waistband. A restaurant, a daycare center, boy, do they suck, huh? That's just to scare you, a A Glock Glock in your waistband, waistband. because we're not going to carry in a holster. Because
0: we're fucking criminals, like the people you let out. That's all you, you know, it's the cops and the criminals who have guns. Everybody else is afraid of guns.
1: And our and the law says it has to be in a proper holster, so right. they wrote this, knowing they were yeah. wrote, writing it like shit, and you know these are the people i 'm constantly re educating that come into my range that read this stuff yeah that's okay right. they they read this stuff and they believe yeah. this stuff, yeah. okay. And John John wrote, "It's a good thing that our liberties don't sit in the balance of opinion, but rather are gauged by what the Constitution says." Okay, uh, the board tried to bend their will when picking apart the Second Amendment. The board tried to take a stab at the militia clause in the Second Amendment. It listen, we 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 already know this. You know, they say we don't need background checks; anybody can buy a gun, etc., etc., etc. It's part of their whole globalist agenda because that's yeah. where they get their money from. If it wasn't for Soros or Bloomberg, they'd all be un- employed yes and let's let's face it you know what i mean
0: soros and and it's it's not just here too and we have to really showcase how how uh, uh entrenched this is and the money goes every single producer of television or movies or even books are paid a lot of writers some of your favorite writers are paid to put narratives into their book, just to pepper little things about how unsafe guns are, how anti-gun uh, the heroes of the books are, um, how anti-gun um, the uh, heroes of television shows and movies, and that if you have a gun, it'll be taken from you because you're an idiot and used upon you. The same old saws. And what most people don't realize is that you're being fed a line of propaganda from these same sources. And now your news medias have let you down and have taken the money, both from guys like Soros, from Big Pharma, from all the places that you once as Democrats said you hated. Don't trust the government, you said. Don't trust big media. Don't trust big companies. But all of a sudden, now you've bellied up (coughs) and this is what we have wake up people
1: no they're not going to wake up sandy the indoctrination went from universities and then high schools now the indoctrination is all the way down they're doing it in kindergarten they're just indoctrinating the the kids you know and uh so i want to share uh after john did a great job dissecting that article i encourage you all to look it up in bearing arms but one of our One of our Gun for Hire um, listeners, Jeffrey H., um, sent a a letter to the editorial board, which none of them will read, unfortunately. But he wrote, uh, good afternoon. Please forward this email to the Star-Ledger editorial board in response to the article, The Second Amendment is a Curse. I am responding to the opinion written that the Second Amendment is a curse. I would first ask if those that wrote this article have ever been to a gun range or shot a gun. If the answer is no, I would strongly encourage doing so and learning more about the Second Amendment rights before stating it's a curse and we need to be more like Canada. May I remind the editors we were already at war with England when the Declaration of Independence was signed and delivered to King George III. A gun grab at the time was already attempted and failed. The result was a war for the very freedoms that we enjoy, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I would like to explain why the Second Amendment is a blessing. We were given these rights as a means to protect ourselves from tyranny. The Founding Fathers saw well ahead that the citizens of the United States needed a means to protect themselves from the government should it turn tyrannical. After all, we fought a war against tyranny in the revolution for those very freedoms mentioned above. Also the freedoms for them to write articles like that. As it was designed by the founding fathers, the government was created by and for the people and not the other way around. When states like New York and New Jersey challenged the recent New York State rifle and pistol versus Bruin decision by writing unconstitutional legislation and signing into law our right to protect ourselves and our loved ones is taken away from us, rather those in Trenton and the governor would rather make us criminals for simply exercising our rights guaranteed under the Constitution and the recent Bruin decision. Your thoughts on more stricter gun laws, fewer gun deaths and injury, injuries makes absolutely no sense. Criminals do not follow laws. Law-abiding citizens who follow laws are the ones that always suffer. I would rather protect myself and my rights rather than their rights, okay? Uh, I would like to explain what the difference is between a privilege and a right. A right is a guarantee that that one may exercise freely. This email in response to your article is being exercised under my First Amendment rights. I am writing to inform you that not only do I think you are wrong, but I most certainly know you are wrong. A privilege is something that needs to be earned. One such example is a driver's license. To be given the privilege of a driver's license, one must pass a written exam, perform X amount of hours behind the wheel with an instructor, and finally pass the actual exam. Why must I get a permission slip from the state to exercise a guaranteed right? Why can't the citizens of New Jersey have the unequivocal right to carry outside their home in public or in their car and have comfort knowing they have increased their chances of coming home to their families? After years of giving an inch and having miles taken from us, we are taking our rights back. The current lawsuit by the AG and the state police superintendent filed uh, by ANGRPC will show why every inch of this law and permitting schemes must end. If you want us to be more like Canada, where they don't have the right to keep and bear arms, why don't you move there? By the way, it's Taylor Ham that you misguided (laughs) to you misguided South Jerseyans, Jeff H. Jeff, (laughs) I got to tell you, you you nailed it. If only those journalists could read. Remember, they just took what was given to them by Murphy and his people,
0: and they printed it out. That's all they did.
1: Uh, Meanwhile, you know what Joe Danielson and Murphy should be worrying about, Sandy? New Jersey just topped the list of having the worst finances. In all fifty states, we Even finished after I,
0: the billions of dollars in bailout.
1: Yeah, but that was all spent on pet socialist projects. Of course, it was. So you want to talk about finances? You want to talk about these are the people that are writing the laws for us? You ready? I'm going to give you New Jersey <laughs> finances. Okay, New Jersey has, and this is uh, this is legitimate. Uh, oh my God, here it is. Nope. Uh, we get an F grade by the way. <laughs> This is, a, a, according to the, Sheila Weinberg, spies, yeah. the founder and CEO of Truth in Accounting, New Jersey is at the very bottom of the five worst sinkhole states in America <laughs> because of the money that is needed by the state to pay outstanding bills. Outstanding oh bills. God. You get that? Why can't I <laughs> I'm trying to look at where she wrote? Okay, here it is. We have, uh, since Murphy's been governor, here it is. New Jersey has $43 billion of assets, non capital assets. And then we have bills. You ready for this? $241 billion (laughs) in bills. The state is short $198 billion.
0: That's (laughs) just perfect. And Mastercard's calling. Future (laughs)
1: taxpayers are going to pay fifty nine thousand in taxes, fifty nine thousand dollars a year in taxes that they're not going to receive any government services or benefits for because the money is already spent. Okay, this is a guy from Goldman Sachs. You you think Murphy's checkbook is two hundred billion overdrawn? No, no, because the government—it's not his money. Right. It's play money. It's monopoly money.
0: Politicians love everybody else's money.
1: Exactly. It is monopoly money. And, you know, New Jersey, uh, uh, the insurance journal just came out with an article. And uh, they're wondering if New Jersey's insurance mandate is going to hold up in court. And they tend to think it's not. Okay, because you're asking to insure criminal acts and insurance companies will not underwrite criminal acts.
0: Right, they can't, I think by law.
1: Okay, so they think that that part of the law is going to get repealed. You know the judges, Judge Bum, and all these other judges, Judge Williams. They're researching this right yeah, now. Right. Okay, sure. it's, and I'm not an insurance guy. It's called laws, surety laws. S U R E T Y, surety laws. If there's any insurance experts, experts out there, not an expert like me, but an insurance expert, yeah, like an insurance me, lawyer. Let or me or know if and... you know if if you if you can insure criminal acts because that's what I Murphy's trying to do. And, uh, it's gonna be interesting, uh, to see if it's allowed or not. And, you know, my man Pirelli, Gianni Pirelli, who I, he's one of the, the doctors that we refer so many people to, uh, to get your, uh, if you need any medical help or treatment, especially in the, in the, in the firearms community. He just came out with another new book, uh, but also he was quoted, uh, examining propensity for violence in firearms cases by the american uh S- psychological association wow. and, you know because he's a prolific writer and studying this and he's one of the few people on our side and the one article the goes on
0: scientists too involved in psychological uh
1: work correct and uh you know he he, he was quoted in here and uh he's just a, a phenomenal guy to have around and uh you know, uh, he quoted guy. me in, in one, of his, one of his first books, which I thought was really cool. So I feel so important um, <laughs> that, he, that he did that. But it's good to have him on our side. And, you know, Pirelli and Optoff are the two uh, doctors that I send people to, Westwood and Verona, New Jersey. They're both on the quarantine crawl. And, and worth uh, the listen, Both I've repeated this a million drive, times. I've referred people to them that didn't get the letter they were looking for uh by referring you to them is not a shoo-in that you're uh that you're going to get yeah get approved it's it's basically referring to that they know how it works they know how to write the letters to the police departments they know how to handle the system and they're pro-gun and they understand our needs So Jess B., who has a fairly new baby, sent an email in from last week. She wrote, so I have to keep my gun in the trunk, (laughs) unlocked, (laughs) locked in a case closer to my kids so they can take my gun and shoot my son on their way to shoot me and steal our car instead of being able to defend our Mm -hmm. lives and our car with my gun. Makes total sense. F that jess b (laughs) of course jess uh you have danielson to thank for that and whoever in trenton told him to this was the bill you were going to submit and you know what their answer would be to that
0: this is why it's dangerous (laughs) to carry a gun
1: yeah exactly let just let the criminals have a gun right uh so uh, this comes from, uh, let me see, Charlie, G. no, this one, learning from Daniel Iannuzzo. Remember Daniel? He was sick yeah. for a while, but he's yeah. back in the track again. Right, excellent. Just listening to your show, you were talking about if what if police can tell if you have a CCW or not. I asked a cousin who's on the job who says that... Uh, locally they can tell because they know you but you know the system that they use they 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 can't tell and i know that too and my buddy ace gave me some insight on that too and my guy who used to work from the ag's office says there is a different federal system where they can see if you're a gun owner especially if uh, they're looking for you uh, But do but they the have access to it
0: in a patrol car
1: no okay they don't have access to that in a patrol car. But if you're known
0: locally and you get pulled over yeah, by the permit yeah. officer serving your town, he knows you have a gun. Absolutely. I go back to this when is, that when we had that home invasion, and they already knew there were firearms in the house.
1: Yeah, because you lived in a small town, small police department, yeah. and you were known, and they know you have a folder. Right. Every time you applied, you you know they put their pink the, the copy that gets mailed to them for when you buy a gun goes in a folder. Yep. And if you change your FID card address to a new town that folder gets shipped to that new town oh i didn't know a lot that. of people don't know that yeah i didn't know that uh this is uh comes from a dean sent me this email hi anthony happy new year don't i share a story with you as an example of you being in my head Ooh, i'm living rent-free in danielson's head and dean's head good causing to me to be in this condition yellow prism. is it Yes, no, different dean, this other dean. As far as I can tell, turned out to be a non-issue, but also perhaps avoided a potentially uh, devastating problem due to my situational awareness and actions. Yesterday was feeling under the weather and bored, so I decided to take a road trip out to Cabela's. I parked my (laughs) midlife crisis premium European convertible with (laughs) out-of-state New Jersey plates, uh, which clearly stood out amongst all the jacked-up pickup trucks, (laughs) etc., And uh, he parked in handicapped because he has issues uh, closest to the entrance. I did some browsing, grabbed a couple of items, and dropped them in my trunk. I ran back to do a last lap of the store and used a restroom before I got back in the car. He must be over 50. He had to stop and use the restroom. Um, as I was approaching the car, I noticed was a single random penny sitting heads up on the rear trunk deck. It just seemed weird. Was, in some, was it some way to mark me or my vehicle for a possible theft or carjacking? Or maybe to sabotage the car to break down and route home clearly, you know, because I have out-of-state plates. I put my head on a swivel, put my hand on my defensive tool that was in my pocket, and looked for any imminent and nearby threats. I was comfortable that I had time to further assess the area and situation, so then proceeded to visually scan under the vehicle and cars parked nearby. And looked on and under around my tires to ensure nothing out of sorts or set to do damage to my ride back home. I then got in my vehicle, quickly locked the doors, and drove slowly to a distance less occupied area of the parking lot, ensured nobody was following, and circled back to the front of the parking lot. Stayed put for a couple of minutes, then started my ride home, keeping an eye on anyone that may have been following me uh, out of the lot. After about 15 minutes of stress, and I once exited to another road, I was confident I was in the clear. So there's my report of nothing to report. Maybe just a friendly Samaritan helping chip in a penny for premium gas or ammo, lol. <laughs> I did do a quick Google search to see if it was some sort of sign or tag. A bunch came up related to penny and door handle, but nothing on coins on the trunk lid. Perhaps never an issue. Perhaps once they saw I wasn't a feeble old person or petite male target, it was a, in, it was in a handicap spot, or perhaps it was an uh, it was it was obvious I was aware of my surroundings. They decided to move on. Regardless, without the years of listening to the Gun for Hire show and reading Crime Proof, uh, could I could well have been a victim. Thanks again for all you do. Dean. Well, Dean, I'm telling you, that's because you're in condition yellow, baby. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful thing. And who knows if it was legit. Somebody might have just picked the penny up, had it in their hand, and put it on your decklid heads up as they were walking by, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows, and let me tell you something I'm glad you did what you did, and I'm glad I, we shared with that. you know Sandy's been touting for five thousand years normalcy bias, yep. you know you mm-hmm. have to keep your head on a swivel and you have to be attention pay attention to what's going on around you, and you were in condition yellow, yep. and again, maybe if somebody was setting you up, but you know what? You don't have to worry about it now because you were so aware. You scared them off. And if you didn't scare them off, if somebody was watching you, they were like, oh, my God, this guy knows this shit, knows what's going on. So either way, you got home safe. So guess what? You win. Yep. I got some letters I want to discuss. This first one is from Dave Z. Hi, Anthony. On the last part of this this nonsense bill where it says to add insult and injury, the latest amendments to this legislation now create an elite class of public officials who can carry without having to first obtain a permit and who are not bound by the sensitive places restrictions that apply to everyone else. I'm going to stop his email right there. So, David, tomorrow we're going to hear Dan Schmutter argue this before Judge Williams because this is part of the ANJRPC case where we now have an elite class, which we've always talking about. He wrote, if they're no longer in government or or political, does this mean they have to apply for a PTC like the ordinary law-abiding citizen, like pay $200 fee, have four references, and so on? Uh, yes, if they're not in that position, they will when the renewal process comes up, in theory. He goes, one time I read where Sweeney boasted he had a permit to carry. I wonder how he got his. Did he earn it, or did the police just give it to him? Cause no. What happened to him, uh, David, back in the day, because I've been doing this for 31 years, is he applied for his permit to carry, and the Superior Court judge in his county and the police chief in his town rubber-stamped it because he was politically connected and, you know, quid pro quo. Yep, a little professional courtesy goes a long way. Being a high donor, being v- high visibility in your town, county, and the state, will get you a carry permit like that. So we've always had this elite class, and now, but now they threw the curtains back, and we can see that they actually wanted to put it into the bill and make it a law. Uh, Anthony, my local police called me the other day, and I missed the call. I called back and got the dispatch desk, which uh, uh, is manned by an officer, I thought I was calling back uh, for my PTC permit. The detective was actually calling for my pistol permit. The desk officer impartially knew I had a carry permit pending. The detective needed for me to pay my $6. He's at day 71 now and still waiting for his carry permit i've been a firefighter in town for 31 years in the rescue squad for 11 years i was chief of the rescue squad for seven years now ex-chief i know almost every officer in town the police chief has my cell phone number and and i also have his i'm very well respected member of the community i have talked to the court clerk and she told me they have my application and could tell me nothing more but they will call me when it's signed I know multiple people that have applied after me and, and, and the courts, and they, uh, and they have been issued. John H., let me tell you, John, something's going on in your town, you pissed somebody off. I know you copied Dan on this too, but this is incorrigible. Same thing with um, Henry that works for me, Hasbrook Heights. He's been waiting since July. Um, it's, it's just horrible that they're using this power. Uh, to take advantage of us, and there's multiple rumors of towns holding permits now because they're waiting to see how the law is going to sort out. When it was clearly stated they had to continue to proceed under the new law, I guess they're waiting for the court cases. A right delayed is a right denied. For you permit officers out there from Patterson and every other town, and chiefs and clerical officers that are holding this, this, this is this is dereliction of duty. This is official misconduct. This is official mis, mis- um, yeah, mis. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on a tear here. This, this is official malfeasance. You yes, should not be doing this to the law-abiding, tax-paying <clears throat> citizens. Proceed with their paperwork. Proceed with their permits. Your power is going to be stripped away from you eventually, and it's going to be your undoing because strike force is keeping track of all of this. You're going to be listed in the next lawsuit. Do you really want that? Just do your job, regardless of what's coming down from the higher ups. You swore an oath. You have a job to do. It's your job to enforce the law, not make the law. Uh, correct enforce the law not make the law i'm telling you it's 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 not good steve s living in south jersey it's a little too far for me to stop by your store but i want to take a minute to thank you for an amazing show i've been listening loyal night loyalty now loyally now for quite some time and have come to depend on you for the latest info and great humor <laughs> you're an asset to the 2a community and just a nice guy well at least on the radio no i'm a douche please please keep up the great work because of your urging I have joined ANGRPC and I have never looked back Steve Zampino Steve thank you so much for your support I get hundreds of these I cherry pick a few a week I'm going to read one more Sandy and we'll wrap it up because I know you're pressing up on me Uh, from Charlie G I'd like to start off by saying thank you for your continued support and fighting for all of New Jersey's 2A rights and providing us all with weekly updates on your show I have a question with all of us New Jersey carry permit holders now pretty much having a permit that is uh, worth a, not worth a shit, uh, I feel like the state robbed thousands— Um, of New Jersey tax paying residents of the cost to apply for a permit, not to mention the time and effort from what I've heard. I believe over 300,000 people apply for a permit at approximately $200 per person. When you factor in permit fees, qual course passport and everything. If my math's right, that's about 60 million taxpayer dollars, hard earned money that the state made us waste. Just curious. What are your thoughts? Are they, or if any of your listeners feel the same way? Thanks again, Charlie G of course, they don't it's they don't care about our money they spend our money like drunken sailors on on leave and they don't care about our money they don't care about our rights they don't care about shit okay they hate us yeah. and once you realize they hate us it all makes it sense it all makes sense yep so to wrap it up, I know we're, we're close, right, Sandy? Oh, we are. We're, we're over, Okay. We're, we're Don't forget we have use of force class taught by real instructors. We have CPR and AED. You should learn that. Everybody should learn that. We have hemorrhage control classes. We now have fire extinguishers, fire blankets in the uh, pro shop, by the way, Gun for Hire gun store, uh, courtesy of my guy over at uh, uh, John and George Y., who I love uh, so much. Um, I'm really having a hard time pulling the name of their uh, fire extinguisher company up. but It'll hit me eventually. But come in and buy some fire extinguishers for your friends, families, and and loved ones. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, The next thing is coming in May... Chuck Leonard and his lovely wife Luann will be running NRA range safety officer classes, BIT pistol instructor, chief range safety officer, uh, carry permit student, carry permit instructor, uh, CCW, NRA CCW, etc., etc. Sign up, get your family involved, and let's become instructors in each one, reach one, please. So, uh, without further ado, stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up, uh, with the, uh, with the, the Schmutter. Uh, Angrpc NRA case um, and more from there. Love you all. Support those who support you. Stay in the fight. You're needed
0: more than you can imagine. And one last word of warning to all of you who may have New Jersey firearms ID purchaser cards. Uh, there are tens of thousands of you who were uh, made instant felons on December 27th of uh, this past year, this past month. Um, if you have ever had any issue with uh, mental health, uh, I would suggest you listen to Evan Knappen's show this week because you are walking around with a time bomb if you have not surrendered your FID card. So, uh, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, oh, uh, Chuck Leonard, uh, I might be driving past your neighborhood next uh, this weekend. So <laughs> just saying, Chuck, uh, well, looks like the clock on the wall says it's overtime and you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to gun for high radio gun for high Radio is a kind of the media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo music, New York, New York on behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, author. Of crime proof think like a criminal and beat them at their own game available everywhere good books are sold especially at the gun store gun range uh, gun shop uh, called gun for hire where you may even run into the author himself if he's in a good mood he may even sign the book for an additional twenty twenty five dollars which we split right now okay Uh, we (laughs) love you guys God willing Jesus tarries in the batteries hold that. We will see you again next week. Be safe.